fever dream and you have no idea what time it is what movie well hello everyone <laughs> and welcome to pod of this together the podcast where we become pop vocal stars yes i'm josh i'm Lori. well let's head to the club and sing our way to stardom because today we're watching glitter how would you describe this movie to an unsuspecting victim a white dj picks up a girl thinks he owns her and her career the end <laughs> mariah carey's mom lights her house on fire with a cigarette and then puts her in an orphanage was it an orphanage i think so like i or- had no idea what was going on at that or, moment or like foster care i mean we'll get into it i guess but the actual imdb is a younger a young singer dates a disc jockey who helps her get into the music business, but the relationship become complicated as she ascends to superstardom. Straight from IMDb. Yeah, become complicated. Have you seen this movie before? I thought I had, but I think it came out in 2001. I would have been 11, like 10 or 11. So I think everybody just talked about it so much that I was sure that I had seen it. Or like, it just seems like something that would have been on MTV and I would have seen it at some point. Right. I had not seen this movie. I remember vividly looking at the movie at Blockbuster or Hollywood movie um, and being like, I really want this movie. It looks cool. It's about a pop star. There's club scenes. There's dancing. I was like, I need to see this. But then I never did until today. Yeah, I feel so like this movie is notoriously bad. Like when you think of like shitty movies that got the Razzies or Razzles or whatever, it's like this, Showgirls and like Crossroads was worse than this. Like if we're objectively like looking at movies, Crossroads was trash. On IMDb, this has a 2.2 stars. And I was like, wow, this movie is going to be really bad. We will see. I don't know if it was like okay or if my bar and my expectations were just like so but like usually it's like I tried watching Showgirls because I was like whatever it's probably garbage but it's probably okay that movie's the pits it's not entertaining I hated it this one didn't give me that feeling it wasn't great but like I don't know why why was it so hated on were people really mad like hating on Mariah like she can't act she's a loser like this sucks Like, what happened there? I mean, honestly, it's like the same thing we saw with Britney in 2007, that it's only super recently that when people were clearly having mental breaks, like, they were mocked. Yeah. And I think this was around the time, like, all that was happening with her, where they're like, she's a diva, she threw a bunch of plates, she went on TRL and was weird. They were just kicking her while she was down. Sure, yeah. Also, it was definitely the thing of people from one industry cannot break into another industry. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not allowed. Yeah. So yeah, this movie's not as horrible as everyone said. That being said, it's still not great. (laughs) It's acceptable. (laughs) Our bar is low. I've seen a lot of bad movies, okay? And this starts off weird. I had no idea where this was going to go. Okay, okay. Here's what I thought this movie was going to be. I thought this was going to be a pseudo, non-fictious story of how Mariah got where she was. 
and it was going to be super emotional and there's going to be some deep like story and deep meaning to it. I thought like, especially on the cover, like it's really bright and purpley and like very of the times. I thought it was just going to be like a, not behind the scenes, like not a real, but kind of like a pop star's normal life. And she like falls in love and like hangs out with her friends. Okay, yeah. I also didn't realize that it was supposed to be set in 1983. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing looked like, nothing sounded like, nothing felt like it was in the early 80s, like let alone the 80s. This was straight up 90s movie, yeah. right? Like the music, like, so they do a cover of the song, like, Didn't Mean to Turn You On, which is like a, I think, Robert Palmer song, but they do like the Mariah cover, cover. So like, it is a song that's from like 1984 or whatever, which is like still not even 1983. But it's, like, clearly, like, a 90s R&B cover of an 80s song. It's not an 80s song when she's singing it. So it's, like, even the songs that were supposed to be, like, that. It was just weird. But, yeah, this movie starts out what I guess would have been, if present day is her being in 1983, this would have been, like, early to mid-70s is where it starts. Oh, right. Okay. Um, So her mom's a musician at a club. I guess. And brings her up on stage, and she's a very good singer. That's... That's literally all that happens. Her mom is smoking, and then Mariah puts out the cigarette, and then her mom wakes up in the middle of the night and lights another cigarette because she's that intent on burning down the house. I I was waiting for something to happen, but nothing. Like they take her, they take Mariah to see her dad, who apparently doesn't want her. And I I don't know what I expected to happen, but I didn't expect the house to just be gone. Yeah, I. I understand that, like, maybe cigarettes were safer by the 90s when my parents smoked. But, like, I'm sure stuff gets burned down with, like, lit cigarettes. I bet it's really common. I've heard firefighters talk about it. But it's also, like, movie, it seems like it happens in movies a lot to show that, like, the parent is inept. Why didn't they just, why did she have to put out one cigarette and the mom, like, sleep light a second cigarette just to burn down the house? No. But also, I don't, all we know about this mom is that she brought her on a stage. Like, yeah. they don't really show her drinking. They don't really show her, like, not being a great person. She just had a cigarette and burned the house down on accident. And it happened really fast. We didn't know that she was, like, probably, like, passed out drunk when it happened, I think, was what was supposed to be gotten from it. And I don't know if it was, like, uh, if this movie is, like, PG or something. And if they had shown, like, drug abuse, it would have been PG-13 or R or something. But, like... Okay. We need a hint. like Something. Like, make the mom not there and something bad happened to Mariah and the mom's, like, at a club. So, right. Like, something. I don't know. Because of the fire, Mariah gets sent to school, a boarding school, foster home, an orphanage. Something. Social, where she meets, something. yeah, Debrat and another friend. Other, yeah, as other friend. Yeah. <laughs> Their relationship is super important. <laughs> this whole movie suffers from, there are no, like, real people no there's no stakes there's no stakes we don't know i don't know anything about mariah i don't know anything about her friends or her mom barely know anything about dice which is the dj not the game tool whatever Uh, yeah they're all singing at a club and like hanging out and stuff they're not children anymore they've grown up it's 1983 yeah and it's parts like this in the movie where like we've talked about that we both thought we were just like on the cusp of getting discovered as children because they're just like singing and then a talent scout's like you i want you for my record label we need you yes yeah so then like kid self sees this stuff in the 90s and it's like that's gonna happen to me that's how you do it make sure people can hear me sing in public Grocery stores, the mall. <laughs> this, the club scenes in this movie are great. I give them 10 out of 10. 
remind me of Queer's Folk. But Queer's Folk is also in the like early 2000s, not 1983. Well, this, they go together perfectly. I, it was just, at the timeline like just kept messing with me because I'm just like, you, you could have just made it the 90s. It, yeah. The music, the music was so 90s. Yeah, I just, like, I couldn't, that, the fact that this was supposed to be, like, I don't want to say, like, a period piece or whatever was so distracting to me, because I kept, like, looking for them to be, like, dressed or sound like 1983. It's just this amorphous 90s to early 2000s existence. Yeah. Especially, like, later on, I'm I'm just, like, never going to be able to get over this point, because it's just, like, so not 1983, but she's in Dice's apartment, and she picks up a photo of them. And it's, like, a printed out, like, glossy Polaroid. And I'm sorry, have you seen pictures from the early 80s? They're, like, cardboard, like... Oh, right. They, the, like, weird lighting because they had the flash and it was, like... Like a Polaroid print or something. Yeah, yeah. that was, like, a candid that you would have, like, would have been, like, good quality for 2004. Like, not right. 1983. I'm, like... What I do enjoy, though, is that the movie keeps moving quickly so fast (laughs) oh my god they have a lot to get through but like there's one moment they'll be in a studio and then the next they're performing that same song on a stage and i was like oh this is fun like we're not just like hanging hanging around we're we're going okay oh my god do you want you watch cooking shows right sure okay the woman so she meets this like talent scout what's his name We'll call him Mark. I don't remember. He's Thomas. Okay. That seems right. So she meets him. And basically he has this girlfriend who's Padma, who's been on like Cutthroat Kitchen and like Top Chef and stuff. She's a chef. Oh, okay. But also like gorgeous. I don't know. It was weird that she was in this because I was like, she's okay. Okay. And I think it's like her first movie role. But um, so basically, it's kind of a singing in the rain situation where he wants his girlfriend, Padma, a.k.a. Silk, to be, like, the it girl. But she can't sing. Uh-uh. And so Mariah and her two friends are supposed to be the backup singers. And then they're like, oh, actually, no, Mariah will be the, the lead singer, but we'll just make it seem like it's Silk. Yes. Um, and they do the whole lip sync thing. Which, like... I- it was at the club, and there's, like, a runway, and this is the club where Dice is the DJ, um, and so, like, Padma goes out onto, like, the runway to sing. I'm like, if you're lip-syncing right now, because it's, I, I, I think the implication was supposed to be that she was singing live. Yeah. And so, like, you're not going to expose to the audience that, like, she was out, like, stage left. Oh, yeah. And then Ryan stuff are, like, backstage right. And so, like, it's going to be clear that she's not singing because everybody's standing around her cheering and, like, the voice isn't coming from her. Like, that's not how you lip sync. It was, it, you could tell you're like, this is not going to last long. Yeah. But I was like, are they, I thought the movie's theme was going to be, like, I thought it was just going to be, like, a modern remake of Singing in the I Rain. I told you, this movie moves fast. <laughs> we don't have time for that. Like, but I thought that was going to be the plot. The plot, that was the plot for 10 minutes. <laughs> right. Um, the DJ, Dice here's this girl singing he's like oh my god i didn't know you could sing like that like i know you and you've never seen like that before and so he tries to get her to sing and like talk to her lo and behold mariah the other girl was a nasty person and was like you don't need the background singers they suck just take a photo of me mm-hmm. and then mariah starts singing in in her face which was very like is the seventh grade where you'd like go up to someone and be like yeah yeah oh. <laughs> 
what did you do in seventh grade? I don't know. It sounded like it was just, it, was, it seemed immature. It was just like she agreed to lip sync for her and now she's just exposed that she's lip syncing. Like that's a yes. big deal. You just like destroyed that girl's career potentially. Right. It's like, oh, so what was the deal that you guys worked out? Because it was very obviously your voice. Also, like, Ugh, the name know. Dice? What? <laughs> it's like the equivalent of, like, Blaze. I don't know. Yeah, You could tell they were trying to make him, like, this really cool guy. Mm-mm, didn't track. <laughs> it, did not it, did, it did not work. The cutoff shirts is what did it for me. I was oh. like, nope, automatically no taste. <laughs> yeah, also still not 1983 fashion. It, it was very 2000s. And it was like so aggressively 2000s. Again, like the like hair. Distracted. Yeah, he had like the spiked, like gelled hair. It would have been like feathered and stuff. And like dog tags. And mm-hmm. just the music was like R&B from the 90s. Like there's a progression of what music from different decades sounds like. And like they weren't there. And like kind <laughs> of house music, like from the 90s. They played one Blondie song. Once I had a love, it was a gas. And that's how we were supposed to know it was the 80s. Yeah. Uh, DJ Dice goes around the club and he's like, look, I'm going to see how oh, how many people are talented. And he takes the mic and like lets people sing and rap. beat. And there's a weird visual effect where he walks towards Mariah. <laughs> and he's like gives her the mic he's like show me what you got and she's just like oh yeah uh." and and like i guess that and then you see glitter right i don't get the glitter thing there's just a lot of glitter i don't know they're like cut scenes in between things and i was like oh so we're working up to something here but we don't (laughs) no okay we should also talk about her outfit which was a weird shirt and a hat with the bill stuck up ponytails she was dressed like a member of tlc but like a shitty member that dressed from marshall's it did not fit in i was like what is this world that this is (laughs) i mean okay to be i was gonna say at least like this world maybe we could bypass the whole like hip huggers but they wear those in this too so yeah can't even escape it either way marie billy agrees to work with dice because he seems like a decent person who actually wants to get her voice out there and so he's talks to thomas who's the boyfriend of like she was supposed to be the background singer for silk the girlfriend of thomas and so dice decides to buy out mariah but like we don't they don't have a contract she already like busted up like the lip syncing deal is gone that's been ruined like right what kind of deal do they have now? What deal is he buying her from? Or is she just buying him from this man? I don't know. And also, Dice is like, oh no, that's crazy. Like 100K, of course not. That's that's all we hear about this. <laughs> also, like I feel like 100K is a lot of money in 80s inflation for a known pop yes. star who's supposed to be a background singer. But also get, again, 100K for what? You did this for why? Yeah, to buy to buy a girlfriend. I'm gonna check right now. I want to see what a hundred thousand dollars in 1983. Okay, is now. They recorded that one song where it was her voice, and I don't think they made a hundred k from that. Okay, it like it's two and a half 
hundred thousand. So a quarter of a million dollars is like what this deal is in today's money. Yeah. That's not, they're not doing that. Like that would be no. such a big deal. Maybe they were trying to be like, oh, I can tell what her future worth is. So like I'm missing out on this much money. Who would have been like, we'll say Madonna's first signing. How do you figure out like what people get paid? <laughs> I don't know how to do that. It doesn't matter if I'm just like. This doesn't make sense. They are literally just throwing figures out there. Yeah. Okay, Madonna's music career started with a very small deal with Warner Brothers, a uh, 15000 advance per single. Uh-huh. The option to pick up three singles and an additional t- t- 2500 publishing advance. So, like, she didn't even make, like, 50K. Oh, no. Yeah. So, like, Mariah Carey being worth a quarter of a million dollars. Be- and it's just, like, at a club. Like, it's not even, like, a, the whole world's taking notice of her. Right. Her career hasn't even started yet. Yeah. So, this. We will get back to this. They bought a girl. They bought her. Yes. Because I don't think she signed anything. They don't even like hint that she signed anything. If there was, you know, uh, we, we will get back to this because this ruins the whole movie, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I just say, uh, I thought Billy was the weirdest name. I was like, that's a stupid name. Like, that wouldn't like work. Billy Holiday. But then I was like, okay, Billy Eilish is the biggest pop okay. star right now so i feel like uh, we just okay. both like dated ourselves uh-huh yeah <laughs> somewhere um, in the 80s 90s <laughs> that's uh, that's how old i am i may have been a teen in 1983 who knows what what happens <laughs> it, i'm telling you it moves fast <laughs> billy people like are coming up to her all the time and they're like oh you should sign on my label and she's like oh yeah and then dice is like no don't do that I'm going to help you like find a good deal. And they find, they introduce themselves to someone. They go to their office and have champagne and then they're happy. So Dice is like, oh, I'm going to take you out for dinner. And it's not a date. I'm kind of wondering. So like we talked about before the recording. Okay. She married Tommy Mottola in 1993 and she would have been like 18 or 19 or something when they met. He being the president of Columbia obvious power dynamic issue there right and they divorced before this movie came out and she started like apparently coming up with the idea for this movie in 1997 which would have been like if their divorce was finalized in 1998 it's pretty easy to assume that maybe there was some like unhappiness within the marriage in 1997 so i'm wondering like because well except dice is supposed to be like a sympathetic figure we like him in this movie like he's not really but like there's a clear he's the one who's like i own you now we're not dating, but also let's go hook up. And obviously we're going to start dating, but also I'm in charge of your career. So I'm like wondering if yes. there's like in her like youthful mind, like as she was coming up with Thomas and Dice, I think both seem like there could be parallels to her inappropriate relationship with like the president of Columbia Records when she was a teen. Right. Which is like kind of weird. Like art imitating life or I guess the other way around this time. Yeah. Just like didn't, doesn't work. Yeah. And that interesting power dynamic between two people. Yeah, where I almost, yeah, like I almost wonder if it's like in a weird way and I might be like looking way too deeply into it where it's like her trying to say like that she was okay with the relationship that happened, even if on the surface it seems bad, which like I wonder if that is the case, like how she would feel about it now. But yeah, it was just kind of something I was thinking about where I was just like, I don't like that she's dating this man who just bought her and also is like clear that they're not dating, but they are. It is weird. And you can tell that something bad is going to happen between mm-hmm. 
it holds out for a long time like they actually have a good time together like they go out for dinner and they seem to like each other uh and he seems to be like standing up for her and her career yeah there's like the, like the music video where at first her like friends who are the background singers are supposed to be with her and then they're like no no no, we don't need her them and we need to put her in a bikini and then these like guys are going to be like touching on her and stuff and she's like clearly super uncomfortable and he's like stops them and he's like can't you see she's unhappy and then it's kind of like partially like is he standing up for her because she seems uncomfortable or is he standing up for her because he doesn't want other men touching her right it didn't i don't know because I was like, oh, he's being a good person. He's like, oh, no, don't exploit her. But mm-hmm. also, maybe that wasn't what it was. Yeah, because he does say, like, can't you tell she's unhappy with all these men, like, all over her? And I'm like, is she unhappy because of that? I she think- seemed fine. Yeah, she was, like, she was, like, holding on to herself. And I'm like, she's probably freezing. She's in, like, the smallest bikini possible in this, like, giant photo shooting area. Photo photo studio whatever it, like there's just like no clear like you said there's no people in this movie because there's no clear like yes yeah motivation you don't know anything about them like yeah. mariah the most the, the only thing carrying this movie is her voice which is really good <laughs> it's really good and it does it but like i wanted something else i wanted to care <laughs> But it's also like, I remember she got a lot of shit for being like the worst actress in the history. She's not bad. It's just bad material. It, yes. Preach. She did fine with what she was given. You can't she expect really her to did. like make the movie good. Yes. And she was a better actor than Dice. I think so. I don't, like I said, this movie moves fast. They're in a taxi and the song comes on the radio that they were working on the day before. <laughs> but also they jump out of a taxi. Gotta move, gotta and move. And call people. And then they're shooting the music video. Look, she does some more scandalous photo shoots. And Dice just keeps getting more mad. That the, everything's getting more scandalous. And oh, they only want you because you're boobs now. And also the Thomas guy comes around and he's like, yo, dude, you owe me money for my girl. And at this point you're like, what? Oh, this guy again? I thought right, that was like done I with. I thought they paid him. And then Dice gets really mad. And I was like, okay, so they're really making this movie about Mariah Carey. I thought this was going to get deeper. There was like a weird thing where she's like, people are always asking, what are you? Are you white? Are you Latina? What are you? Like, and then I they just like blow past it. They don't. Completely blow past it. I wanted, I wanted to hear something i don't i wanted to feel something instead this is about dice who like goes and cries because he owes someone money they really made this movie about a white dude yeah how dare they you have (laughs) i'm also like her clothes she was wearing like high-rise like tight jeans and like tank tops the whole time like i'm dying for her to have like a feathered hair moment (gasps) Ooh, a weird like windbreaker when she's like rehearsing for her dance yeah her outfits were kind of bland She's just like somebody you want to see in like outrageous clothing. Oh yeah. The Billy and Dice, their relationship is like moving forward and they kind of decide to move in together. And there's this whole thing where she buys him a keyboard. And she also asked when they started dating, oh, do you play? And I was just like so confused about this. I, in my head, I was like, it was going to turn into a moment where he was kind of, because, okay, you're, you're a keyboard official person okay how much do you think that keyboard would have cost in 1983 like a lot right because she even pointed out that it had like like for us it's like a cheap whatever keyboard but like for them it would have been like a thousand dollars or something 
Oh, okay. I was thinking more because in my head, he would have just been like, Billy, no, you shouldn't have spent money on this. We need to pay back the record label or there's going to be problems. Like I thought it was going to turn into like kind of a gift of the Magi where he's, no, I don't play keyboard anymore. I sold my fingers to pay off the record oh company. My God. Like she's spending all this, like the, the, the point at the tension, the, the plot, whatever, the conflict mm. is supposed to be that like he still owes Thomas a lot of money and she's just bought him this expensive gift. So I was like, okay, this is, this is the, this is the conflict. Like this is what it's going to be, but then it's not. Uh, no no instead they move in together and the movie keeps moving and she needs to find her mom now (laughs) do you remember her mom because i didn't i I thought her mom died Uh, yeah me too like i just assumed i yeah not in the fire just like off screen like she was just dead gone non-issue okay but my thing was do you think that music was coming from that he made for you at the beginning do you think he just like kind of made it like bought it i well i guess like when she met him he was like a dj like a typical like turntable record but then they made something together didn't they i honestly don't know (laughs) i'm so confused i'm like what do you think this guy's doing i thought he was helping you with your career i i don't know i thought it was obvious like of course you would have to know how to play a fucking piano Maybe she thought he was just using samples. I guess. Maybe she never saw him actually playing. He had like recorded what he had played. And she's like, oh, it's just you turning the turns, turntables. I don't know. But to me, if someone says they're a producer, they understand something about music. (laughs) The only person who has claimed to not know anything is Dead Mouse, who I still don't believe him. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, this part, I was like, okay, I have to think of other song, or other movies do, like, that have the similar vibe where there's a guy and a girl and they write music together. Why can't I think of any? Music and lyrics, or lyrics and music. Oh, with Hugh Grant and... I don't know. Was it Zoe Deschanel? It wasn't Zoe. I can picture the cover, though. The cover's, like, a girl over a piano and a guy, like, ah, yes. laughing. Oh, my God, what is that movie? <laughs> like, a different timeline. Um, And then there's The One, or... Is that what it's called? I don't know that one. The Hill, the one. Drew Barrymore. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's Drew Barrymore. Okay, we should watch that. <laughs> we should. I kept getting feelings about A Star is Born, and I feel like this might be a spinoff. It is. That's it. I haven't seen any of those. I, don't I really haven't either. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't push that on me. <laughs> okay. But I feel like that's like A Star is Born is, you know, when people are excited, like they brag about never having seen Titanic or like whatever. Like a star born, star is born. It's like that for me. I'm just like, I don't, please, I, I don't. I'll watch it for you sometime. You want to though? For some reason, like Bradley Cooper and Gaga together, just like, don't do it. You can go way back, and we'll just watch like one of the other remakes from past times. <laughs> I'm trying to like you're you're talking about music movies. Pulled up a whole list when I looked up music and lyrics, and it's like we could do a month where it's movies that I forgot existed, like August Rush. What? Oh, whoa. Okay. Like, I think I just blacked out 2007. Yeah. Like, I watched like a bunch of movies that are just like, they're gone. But I felt I like because you get that similar vibe from this moment where Billy is like writing stuff about her mom, and it's like a cute moment, I think, in this movie. The label tells Billy she needs other producers, which is fine because Dice isn't a producer. He's just some random disc jockey at a fucking club. Pretty much. And they're like, they gave good feedback to, they're like, hey, we are hearing the songs. They all sound the same. 
Like mm-hmm. you need you need some variety. So work with different producers. On most albums, it's like take like any Britney Spears album or whoever, Christina Aguilera or whatever. You have like what's the the sappy the song Christina Aguilera wrote about being ugly. Oh, you you froze. Hold on, it'll come to us. <laughs> okay, what's the song that Christina Aguilera has? I am beautiful. One. Like you'll have like one or two of those songs, and then you'll have like Fighter or Genie in a Bottle. Like you'll have like a ballad, a sad song, and then like it's just how pop albums work. Right. And so they're like, hey, you can't have all bummers. Who do you think you are, <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel? Like give us some dance hits. Like you're a pop star. Yeah. Because like if you're gonna do these sad sorts of songs, then like your career is different than like the pr- the track you're on. And I think Dice actually is okay with it. I expected this to be a conflict, but he was like, yeah, no, like, sure, I get it. Yeah. So you're like, oh, what? But then she's, like, having the moment where she's like, I'm a true artist, and all these songs came from my heart. And we're like, honey, everybody has issues with their parents. Like, it sucks that you've had a rough childhood, but, like, it can't all be about that. Like, go to therapy and then come back and, like, get back and have some fun, okay? Yeah. So Dice is like, no, it's fine. I'm going to work on my own stuff, which okay sure um go back to your club little dj boy and then billy is like getting shuffled around to all these rehearsals and different events and i think we're supposed to think they're drifting apart i like how much most of this movie is like us trying to guess what we're supposed to be feeling (laughs) like i I think i'm supposed to be sad right now no one feels and it's like once again i don't think it's mariah's fault i think like someone could have directed her and been like yeah, actually it's not even the directing it's like the 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 screen like the, the story structure yeah yeah there's no moments where we're allowed to feel anything it's like the fake and plastic label people like that's how this whole movie feels yeah <laughs> um speaking of dice we finally get to his like breakdown moment i guess billy goes to this red carpet event thing dice is there too and he didn't even wear a shirt (laughs) (laughs) no shirt no shoes he's like it's a vest it counts my nips are covered it was it was very 90s yeah once again with like an affliction cross yes everyone loves billy they're like oh your performance was amazing like you're doing so great like we're excited for your future we should work together and dice is just there interjecting and everything and just making things really awkward if you're dating like the queen pop star like this is what happens. He's been supporting her the whole time, so I don't understand where this came from. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd think you'd understand networking and... Like, this just, yeah. Like, somebody's, like, hitting on her clearly, but is also like, I want to work with you. And there's, like, a ton of duets that have happened with people who aren't in a relationship together. Like, hey, I just learned that Ja Rule and Ashanti never dated. But they had so many songs. Like, they seemed like they were a thing. And they're, like, chemistry sure. was, like, on point, but they were never together. It's, like, that sort of thing is just, like... Right. It makes sense. Their careers are similar. They should work together. Uh, yeah. But Dice is having none of it. And he's, like, we need to leave now. And I'm, like, isn't this a vet for her? Or But also it was, like, weird because they flashed to her friends who are like at their apartment and see her on TV. So then like rush to the event. And then when he's like, we need to go, go get your friends. We're leaving. I'm like, they just got there. They, and like, and they got they here really quickly. Yeah. And now uh, they're leaving. Like, did you even, and we don't even see that they make it there. No, we didn't. So, so just they're like, just there. They're there now. Okay. <laughs> but they had to be there because Dice has to insult them. So we know he's a bad guy. Yeah. He calls one a cockroach and one a fat ass. <laughs> 
You're right. Maybe this was like PG. Cockroaches survive everything. Try again, Dice. It's not even that good of an insult. Um, they get out of the limo and Mariah stays there because she's like, I'm in a relationship. We need to work this out. And he's <laughs> Which drunk. I thought was fair. Yeah. Like he's he's being drunk and stupid, but like in like they make it out to be like he just like slapped Mariah or something. Right. It like, like the women, they're kind of like when he insults them, they're like, fuck you. And then, like, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Right. I don't know what happens, but also, <laughs> Billy gets home one time and and Thomas is there. Or Timothy. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's like, I'm going to hurt you if Dice doesn't pay up because he owes me for you. And she, like, didn't know about this. She didn't know about it. But also, I would have been like, okay, can I see the paperwork? Like, I'll have my lawyers look at it. Was this just like a gentleman's deal? Did you shake hands? Like, how am I involved in this? I don't think this is fair. Right. I was waiting for that to happen, but didn't. Dice beats up Timothy, I guess. I literally don't remember this part. It was... Oh, no, it's because she has a performance and she has to, like, leave to go get him out of jail. And I'm like, you couldn't have sent somebody? You didn't need to go. Yeah, it was really odd. Uh, It was on TV as she walks in and... Wait, maybe... Was it was and like like paparazzi and stuff weren't as big of a thing back then. Like there's all these stories you hear about celebrities from like late eighties, early or late seventies, early eighties, where you're just kind of like, oh wow, that's a super rare photo of like so and so leaving the police place. Like it's not something that like this whole barrage of like paparazzi would be there seeing her getting her producer. Like nobody cares about her producer going to jail. No, no one would care. Yeah, so it's just like weird that it's like this big, big, big story. Yeah. Uh, she bails him out and she's like yo I'm over it you can't blame me for your failure because he was very obviously being just like jealous and felt like he wasn't successful which like he is because he was trying oh, to be sure. a producer yeah so your success like your your pop stars the biggest deal good job you, yeah I love this part Billy picks up the cat and is like I'm leaving I'm <laughs> like wait she has. she has a cat <laughs> right they're like here this will make you look like a cute girl Take or a is cat. it like in my head? I'm like, if I'm Mariah Carey and I'm in this movie, how do I get my? How do I get like Eli, Keanu, and Remus in on this? Where I can like let them have their moment. Like that's what I felt like it was. Where she has her cat and he's like in the in her trailer or whatever. And she's like, okay, this is the scene where I take him in, right? And they're like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> they're like, no, you can't take all three cats. She's just like juggling like, cats. I've got to go. Billy then meets with the guy that was like hitting on her before, but it's like the producer that she's working with makes it seem like he like moved heaven and hell, get her this guy that she met randomly at a party. She's like, oh my God, how did you do this? How did you get him here? And I'm like, they knew each other because they were at your record labels party. And like, like, and he he clearly wanted to work with you. Yeah. Like I don't, but I like this because they work together and they write something together and it was very clearly not a relationship thing. It was like they are working together. Mm-hmm. So she's been broken up with. I think the time lapse made it feel like it was like a while because she's like about to sell out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. But so she and Dice have been broken up for a while, but she goes to his apartment, lets herself in, kisses the music notes that he was working on and leaves. That's weird. It is. <laughs> Like, can you imagine just, like, if you went to your parents' house unannounced and, like, walked in and just, like, left a note and didn't say anything. And that just, would like, be left. so creepy. The, it, this would be even creepier than that because it's, like, not her family. It's her ex that she hasn't talked to in, like, months. Well, yes. We, time is a weird construct here. 
and it could be a week could be months right like suddenly she's like the most famous person in the entire world and it's been like two days yes but oh the it's relevant because at the beginning when he first met her he said what's your biggest dream and she said to sell out madison square garden so that's like that's their like connection so i think that's why she's like oh i need to like get in touch with him again and make things right because i'm finally like realizing this dream that we had together um (sighs) (laughs) okay so oh timothy shoots dice (laughs) (laughs) that's about how how much we get in the movie too like he's like hey dude what's up and he starts walking right into him and shoots him but Uh, like he goes into his apartment first and like sees that she was there Yes. Because she kissed his music <laughs> and, like, signed it. And, like, he somehow has time to write her a letter, get the letter to her. Like, Send her, her roses. Yeah, like, and, because, like, the letter, like, at the end of the movie, like, after she finds out he's dead, she, like, finds the letter where he's like, I'm so happy to see you broke into my apartment. And so, like, he has time to do all of that. And, yeah, there's, like, the most casual shooting where, like, Timothy's there and dice is like walking away and then turns around and then timothy just like holds the gun up to him and just like it's like the least dramatic shooting i've ever seen so you barely even once again probably pg rating you don't even really see the gun you just hear a sound yeah um yeah it's like hey what's up boom okay (laughs) you're like oh that's it okay cool I thought he meant, like I thought the next scene was going to be him in the hospital because it was so undramatic. But I'm like, that's not yes. a death scene. No, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. We didn't once again. We didn't feel anything because we have. There's no space to feel anything in this movie. Honestly, I'm like, she can do better. This is good for her. Like she was going to cave and go back to him because he doesn't mean anything to us. Yeah. The whole ordeal between these guys, it doesn't make sense. There's no. There's nothing logical to it. Aside like, from him buying a woman from him, because it's clearly and he he Dice even mentions at some point that it's like not a deal with the record label. Right, but then what kind of a deal is it? Like it's like a pimp situation. Like there's nothing else that it could be. Okay, so get lawyer involved and the police. Like literally call the cops. Because this guy is harassing you, and you yeah. can you know. Just say like, that you never made the deal. You don't know what he's talking about. That she wants to be with you, which is all true right like you don't need to mention that you agreed to it because y'all are obviously shady and you're cool with that i guess i don't know it was so weird but also you know the deep dark dirty world of music producers (laughs) (laughs) shooting each other up all the time i'm like what kind of what is this This like how i think this was just supposed to be really deep and we were supposed to like feel this was supposed to be a drama yeah <laughs> i feel more in an episode of degrassi um well speaking of let's go to the performance in madison square garden where sold she out. it's sold out she finds out that her ex who she had feelings for still is dead and i was like oh wow what is she gonna do is she gonna cancel this concert no. or choose <laughs> to like push through the pain and perform and I don't think she does either of those. I think she just goes out on the stage and does a performance. <laughs> yeah, she's like, don't take anybody for granted. And then sings. And it I, it didn't feel like she cared at all. No. Oh, hey, Josh. Do you remember uh-huh. the real the real plot, though? Um, Her mom. Oh. 
So oh, she yeah. gets in the limo and somehow there's a note from Dice there that he wrote to her beyond the grave and like put in her car. He's like, I'm so glad you stopped by. Also, your mom is around and she's been sober <laughs> for a long time. And Just so lives- we can tie up this movie. Your mom is actually alive. I found out 10 seconds before I died. She lives in Maryland. <laughs> And you should take this limo there and drive to Maryland and go see her. Even wearing the same clothes you wore from your performance. How far do you think Maryland is from Madison Square Garden? I mean, it'd be like a few hours. And like the the limo drivers just chilled. He's like, yeah, let's fucking go. Okay, sure. You had me booked for two hours, but let's go to Maryland. Yeah, a limo is $125 an hour, but yeah. Three and a half hours. They drove three and a half. And, but now, like, limo driver and Billy are in Maryland three hours away. And the limo driver's like, so is this, like, a week-long reunion? Like, what are we doing? Also, you literally only have this, like, glamorous ball gown that you wore to your performance. <laughs> and you showed up here unannounced. And your mom is just like, You haven't seen hey. your mom in, like, 20 or so years. Yeah. She meets her mother. And I think we are supposed to feel happy anything (laughs) something um we don't know this woman we don't know we barely know billy uh aside from that she can sing and her mom can used to sing yep there you go they walk off into the sunset the movie ends (sighs) so like we said this movie's not bad (laughs) we just dogged on it for over an hour (laughs) has it it was enjoyable to watch it was fun to watch it was a riot. Like you said, it moves fast. It's just like literally, boop, 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 boop. and Mariah was captivating. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so that was Glitter. Her name could have been Glitter. Once again, we don't get any reason why this movie's called Glitter. They didn't even like do the thing where they're like, oh, we need more Glitter. And then they all look at the camera like, hey. The only time they say that is during the music video shoot where the guy, the director gets up and he says, there's all this glitter everywhere. Get it out. And I was like... So we don't like glitter? We're anti-glitter? I, I don't know. They could have summed it up. At the at very end, she could have had a stupid quote that's like, life is full of moments, ups and downs, but glitter will keep the world flowing. Ah. Uh, I thought instead of doing two truths and a goof, I could just read some fun trivia. Yes, do that. In an interview with Watch What Happens Live in 2009, Mariah Carey has said that she regrets making this film, which I feel sad for. Um, it's listed among the 100 most enjoyably bad movies ever made. I think that's oh, okay. a good descriptor. Yeah. Like I had fun watching it. There was some fun fact. Oh, the film in Gla- this film and The Glass House were the first major movie releases after the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001 glass house i don't remember that okay guys we all just went through this like really bad thing let's turn to like entertainment to make us feel better and then like you go to the theater and you watch this and you're like we're just fucked aren't we like this is bad that's why people (laughs) hated it i feel like there was like a little time where it was like a bunch of releases that were supposed to happen we're just kind of like what do we do yeah um do you want to know how long the original cut for this movie was supposed to be oh no how long two and a half hours no even an hour and 44 minutes was too long. But I'm wondering, though, if, like, they cut down, like, the final cut by an hour, maybe it made sense. Yeah. Right, like right. So much to cut from, and like, a final. they still packed so much into this movie. Uh, no one knows how Max Beasley, who plays Julian Dice, got in and out of his leather pants in the film. Many speculate that he never took them off and wears other jeans over the famous leather pants. 
nobody who's many speculate like who's talking about it i don't i don't know and i wasn't focused on his pants it was i shirt. don't remember leather pants at all okay i will say this was fun to watch during quarantine because the club scenes were so fun and there's music and people dancing and you're like oh, look at them their shoulders touched each other they're so close it's like watching like I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but it's like if you're watching like a YouTuber's old vlogs and they're like out shopping or like eating at a restaurant or something, you're like, ooh, they're feeling edgy. Wow, what are they- so many people. <laughs> so many germs. Um, okay. Why am I exhausted? This was a lot to get through. <laughs> I would not watch this again. You would not watch this again? Well, would you recommend anyone to watch this? Honestly, I feel like everybody should see this movie. I think so too. Like, it's such an iconic, like, everybody knows about this movie. Yeah. Okay, everybody in our circle. I don't want to, like, assume that anybody, but, like, if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard of this movie before. Like, it's Probably. that. Sort of, like Yeah. Um, I can say I don't need to watch this movie again. I have seen it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, I I don't feel like I, I missed, I don't think me not understanding what the hell it was about was a f- me not getting it, like, me needing to give no. it another try. I would, yeah, I think I'd give a similar recommendation. If you haven't seen this, you know what it was, and you you grew up kind of hearing about it. I don't know. It has those good 2000s vibes. Yeah. Or 90s or 80s. It's timeless, but not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I just like there's some movies where they're like, this is the thing we're going with. And you watch it, you're like, you can take that thing you were trying to do out complete. I think that's why I was so hung up on it because it was like, it was so distracting that it wasn't, they didn't even try. Like it yeah. made it seem so much worse than it probably actually was because like in my head, I'm like, their fashion doesn't work. This music doesn't work. This isn't the eighties. If it were the nineties, like that would have been completely gone. And I would have like not been distracted by it the entire time. Yeah. They needed a clear stick. Like they yeah. needed a clear something for this movie to hold on to since so much is going on. I think I your lion summed it up the best way. This is timeless, but not in a good way. <laughs> so that's what I'll that's, leave this at. That's our tagline. Where can people write us letters from beyond the grave? People can get a record deal at Twitter. Oh at no. Pot and Together. <laughs> Facebook at Pot and Together. Or you can send us an email with some movie recommendations at together at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes or anywhere you listen. Peace.